Asthma remains a difficult disease to treat and control with a large portion of the patient population not receiving adequate treatment options. But next generation therapies are targeting this inflammation by being more targeted, getting at the root of the pathways that play a larger role in the disease. Welcome to a special focus on allergy on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Bob Baltera. Mr. Baltera is chief executive officer of Amira Pharmaceuticals, a small molecule pharmaceutical company focused on the discovery and early development of compounds to treat inflammatory disease. He has nearly two decades of product management experience, including work at biotech giant Amgen, where he held several senior management positions, including vice president of corporate and contract manufacturing. He joins us today from sunny San Diego, California. Bob Baltera, welcome to ReachMD Radio on XM160. Thank you, Bruce. If you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about Amira Pharmaceuticals, and then we can go into talking about the important work you're doing in asthma research and development. You said it very well. Um, a little bit different than the normal trend today in that we are a small molecule-based startup company, so we're very similar to pharmaceutical companies, except we're very small. Instead of having 50,000 employees, we have 50. But it's a great team of scientists who've worked together for many years and came out of the Merck San Diego facility. And our, our lead scientists, who are our founders, all worked together for many years at Merck Frost in Montreal. They brought a team together, a team of them, when the Merck San Diego site was closed, uh, a team of about 25 scientists got together and decided they really wanted to take a shot at doing drug discovery and drug hunting on their own and founded Amira. And I joined the, the organization about two years later as the first CEO. And as you said, we're really focused in the inflammation space, and that brings us to obviously asthma and our focus. Some of our, a lot of our focus is on asthma, as you you pointed out in your in your introduction. It's a well-known disease. It's but it's a disease which is a chronic inflammation of the airways, and a lot of our products are really focused in this area. Just a few statistics to help people understand how serious it is. In the U.S. alone, nearly 23 million adults last year sought a therapy for asthma. Asthma is believed to be, and what makes it so challenging, is believed to be caused by a combination of factors, environmental, genetic. So what happens is you have this disease setting where there's many patients who suffer from it. There's no one clear cause of the disease, and that results in many different potential therapies that physicians have to choose from in their effort to seek control. And that's really what their main theme is as treating physicians now is to seek control of the asthmatic. And they have, like I said earlier, many different potential therapies that they use, they could potentially use in that quest. And so how would Amira's treatment be existing? Is it different than others out there? And if you could give us a lot of the landscape, I know, you know, we have a large physician audience, but a lot of our primary care docs, you know, may be familiar with certain things, but they're not always aware of what's coming on the scene and what some of the newer things are. The state of treatment today really starts with most therapies which are inhaled. And these inhaled therapies might be inhaled steroids, LABAs, a lot. In fact, probably one of the later developments has been more recently the combination therapy, which is called ICS LABA, inhaled corticosteroids, and a long acting beta 2 antagonist. I'm sure most people who even are remotely familiar with asthma are familiar with albuterol, which is a short acting beta 2 antagonist. So a lot of these different therapies have been out there. 
Now, our approach to this is, comes from a lot more of the recent work, which would be focused in the arachidonic acid pathway, which is an inflammatory pathway in everyone's body, a normal pathway. And that has resulted in some drugs which are, are called the leukotriene receptor antagonists, LTRAs. And where Amir is coming at it is we've taken a real look, a hard look, at various interesting druggable targets in this arachidonic acid pathway. And that has resulted in two programs which are progressing currently with Amira. One that we have partnered with a large pharmaceutical company, GlaxoSmithKline, and another product which is currently we're getting prepared to have that enter the clinic. What's interesting about those therapies that's different from some of the therapies I mentioned previously, that is unlike the inhaled type of therapies, which have a lot of difficulty in compliance for patients, Obviously, one of the challenges is, you know, part of asthma is you don't breathe well, and it can be hard to get a good dose of therapy when you have to inhale it. Our therapies here are, are we're looking at targeting once daily oral therapy, so it can take it like a pill. So it's a great place to be right now. If you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to a special focus on allergy on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Bob Baltera, who's the chief executive officer of Amira Pharmaceuticals, which is developing some new ways to treat asthma. And Bob, if you could just continue where you left off, where a lot of the treatments that doctors and their patients know are inhaled, but this seems to be an exciting area that some companies are going into with the, as you mentioned, a once-daily pill? So our lead program, which is currently partnered with GSK, is called 5-lipoxygenase activating protein inhibitor. We call it for short around here a FLAP inhibitor. And basically, it's, it's in that class of drugs called the LTRAs, the leukotriene receptor antagonists. And it, it would result in an oral type of drug very similar to Singular, which is on the market right now. So a very similar type of attack and type of target, which is very interesting. And as we said, we recently, last year, we were able to secure a partnership with GlaxoSmithKline for this opportunity. And currently, they are developing that product, and it is in phase two. They have announced it is in phase two clinical study. So it's moving along nicely in clinical testing. Additionally, we're about to begin clinical exploration of an orally available DP2 antagonist. It's also part of the arachidonic acid inflammation pathway and more focused on a different branch than our FLAP inhibitor. So it's a little, it's a different approach also in this arachidonic acid inflammatory pathway. We're really excited about both of these programs because they would offer some unique and different ways for physicians to potentially treat asthma in their patients in the future. Now, are they both pills? They are both in the clinic as pills, basically oral, once daily, which is a very nice thing to have because that really is probably the holy grail of compliance, if you will. It's easy to remember to take your pill once a day. It gets harder if you take it more than one time a day. And as we said earlier, it's even more challenging for compliance, we believe, if you have to inhale your drugs. And the excitement about these, Bruce, goes beyond asthma. There's emerging preclinical data right now that indicates that both of these programs might hold some potential in COPD, uh, so the chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which it's related. A lot of times people think it's related. It's related in the sense that it's also a disease, an inflammatory disease of the pathway that has some components of fibrosis as well. And we're really excited because we believe there's some very good science which, support, which would support if these drugs continue to progress nicely in asthma studies, which support exploration of these drugs in the COPD as well. We're really very excited about this here at Amira. 
you know, we're in this very enviable position of having by middle of this year two products, potential drug candidates in the clinic, and the company is only four years old. That's an achievement we're very proud of and a very enviable track record. Well, could you talk a little bit about the compliance aspect? Because, you know, a lot of people might think with, you know, albuterol is, is a generic, it's widely available and such. But when you talk about bringing new pharmaceuticals to the market, you and other guests are usually talking about the unmet medical need. Do you have any sort of numbers on compliance with inhalers? I mean, is it just a pain for people? Do they f- forget? I mean, is it something they have to carry around? Or what? could you talk a little bit about that and, and kind of what the market is missing? Perhaps maybe the patients that you've talked to, I mean, what is it that they often complain about with the existing treatments that are on the market? I think a few things are hard. It, it can be difficult to get full delivery of your dose, inhaled dose, if you are struggling, if you're having an episode, an, as, an asthmatic episode, and it's hard breathing. So it's hard to take a deep breath. That's an issue, right? So an issue of getting a full dose delivery. I think you hit the nail on the head. It can be challenging to always have your inhaler with you, easily forgotten. If you're active, you're out in the go, easy to leave it behind and not bring it along with you. So I think it doesn't take a whole lot of expensive market research to figure out that if you can get to a point where you take a pill with your breakfast in the morning or if your lunch, whatever the, the right time is for the patient, that's much eat and get some control of your asthma and able to achieve control, that's a much more favorable approach to treatment than the uh, having to have that inhaler with you and hope that you get a full dose when the time is required that you need to get your dose. And this is something that I know that you guys are still early in your clinical trials, but would you envision perhaps an oral dose like for children? I mean, even a liquid form? Is that something that, you know, once you get into the the pill, is is that something that can be seen in the future? Because, you know, a lot of kids have asthma and, and you constantly see studies, you know, like the Harlem study of a few years ago with the high number of children with asthma and I think it was the Bronx or uh, parts of New York. Pediatric asthma is also a major challenge. And I think, Bruce, you're right. As, as we learn more about these early development opportunities and, and the drugs that are early in development and we get more safety and more confidence in what the properties of these drugs are, I would fully expect that exploration into pediatric asthma is a place that we would want to go for many reasons. Certainly, asthma in children is an issue. Not only that, I think just generally speaking, I think we would prefer that to see removal of you know inhaled steroids in children for long uses is something you tend to want to try to shy away from and tend to try to would like to find other therapeutic options than those options that are currently used in, in pediatric patients. Because of the potential side effect issue and things like that? Absolutely, absolutely. Potential side effect prof- profile and the long-term use. I mean, I think just generally speaking, there's a lot of nervousness about the long-term use and exposure of steroids. And when you're thinking of children who are, you know, have to re- rely upon that, I think it always has been a, been a concern. So I think as we move forward and we get a better sense of the properties and profile of these drug candidates, our FLAP inhibitor and our DP2 inhibitor, that we will begin to further branch out and look earlier. And oftentimes, this is something that the regulatory agencies around the world want to work with developers on to make sure, because they understand the needs of the the pediatric and young patients. And you really want to study that in a controlled environment rather than have a drug approved for adults and having people, you know, physicians on the outside trying to figure it out for themselves. So I would expect that if these drugs progress successfully, 
we will eventually see studies in, in pediatric patients. Well, and in some of the studies that you have so far, have you been able to measure the safety profile? I mean, how, how is that looking with uh, these oral treatments? So our lead program, our FLAP inhibitor, which again is, is partnered with GSK, had completed phase one clinical studies, which is a safety study, prior to being licensed. So there is some clinical data, there has been clinical data that gave certainly enough comfort for ourselves as well as our partner GSK to take the program and move it forward into further clinical testing. Our DP2 program, that should be entering the clinic by the middle of this year. And that program, the first step is, Bruce, in the process is understand the safety profile and the safety window of that drug. So hopefully towards the end of this year, we'll get a good sense of what that safety profile looks like for our DP2 inhibitor. And do you have any sort of target date on a approval of either of these compounds? I know that sometimes you don't want to see that far out, or maybe what are the analysts saying? Yeah, so it's really hard to know, Bruce. The good news is what do the analysts say? We're private, so there's no analyst coverage for Amira Pharmaceuticals. But as you know, Bruce, this is a long road. You have to get through many gates. And for our DP2 antagonists, we're in the very beginning of that journey. Our FLAP inhibitor is well on its way, and really I can't... It's hard for me to comment with any sort of certainty of what that would look like, other than to say, as we all know, these take a number of years to study, and it's a long process, but it's a rigorous process, and I think that's the be- that's best for patients, physicians, and for companies down the road to go through such a rigorous process. Well, with that, I'd like to thank Bob Baltero, who's been our guest, and you've been listening to a special focus on allergy on ReachMD Radio and XM160 the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and we've been talking with Bob Baltera, the CEO of Amira Pharmaceuticals, which is developing some new oral treatments for asthma. And I would like to thank him again for being our guest. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on the air. Please visit us at reachmd.com. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.